Hey guys, welcome back uh, to The Encounter by Redeem LA, guys. Um, I want to just thank you guys uh, for tuning in once more. And I want to just tell you guys that I'm glad we're here. I'm glad that I'm actually blessed by by the podcast. Not because I give it, but, you know, because uh, there's people listening to it. A lot of people have told me that they listen to this podcast and uh, they're all caught up. And I'm like, wait, you got to give me a while because there's only once a week. But remember, guys, that we come out every single week, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. We come out on every single uh, podcast platform. And if you're a visual learner and you want to see our f- beautiful faces, uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, but if you don't care about our faces, that's fine. Um, and we can do that. We're also on Spotify. And yeah, so um, today, guys, I uh, also want to remind you guys before we start that please uh, rate us on Spotify, rate us on the uh, rate us on the podcast um, platform. All that helps us out, uh, you know, to get uh, higher up in those things and into, into those ratings. I think they're called um, Not because we care about the ratings But just so we can, you know Spread the word Thank you Appreciate it um, But yeah So today guys I, I think I, I love this I love this theme And I think I, I love talking about this But today we're going to talk about Church trauma And uh, we're talking like Like for 45 minutes, right? Like we're talking for a while Like, you know What what does that entail? And what does that um talk, You know, what does that mean in, in reality? And I think I think we all came to agreement That uh, it can be many, many, many things That we can talk about But I think the number one thing that I want to talk about today is that I, I want to talk about that church trauma that happens. Let's just start within within the body of Christ. And I think that what, when I say the body of Christ, if you don't understand what I'm saying, or maybe you, you, you're you new and you don't know what, what I'm talking about, I think the body of Christ means like around your own brothers and sisters. For example, there's a lot of times that, that uh, we create almost this church trauma and we don't know how to handle our own decisions consequence. I don't know that said that right. But the consequences of our own decisions. For example, I was telling them like a uh, one huge trauma is, for example, uh, spreading rumors. You know what I'm saying? So you spread rumors about everybody, and when that same coin comes back to you, you blame church. And you blame what happens to church, you automatically tie it to God. But remember that the the, the tying goes only one way. God is tied to um, to the church, but the church is not always tied to God. So we have to understand that it must be tied, but sometimes it's not. So um, I just want to I just want you guys to start uh, so we can start this, and I'll give you guys. If not, I can preach the whole time, so I don't want to preach. But um, I want to get you guys your guys' thoughts, and I want you guys uh, just just like you know, give me like like as young people, like like what have you guys gone through? When have you guys learned along church? Especially both of you guys. Like I have Raquel here with me, and I have um. Uh, Diane here and I have my sister here which is Deb and uh, I want to hear you guys because you guys have very different takes and very uh, different ways the way you guys started church so Diane you want to start off since you're the oldest <laughs> not of the table but <laughs> both of you guys <laughs> um, like just growing up in church like it's, it should be a place where you're like oh yeah it's where God is so everyone should be nice to each other right but growing up my mom she forced us to go to church so it's like it was not our choice if we wanted to leave me 
um, I feel like I was always singled out. It wasn't mm. that like, oh, I was spreading rumors because it started when I was pretty young, like six years old and then went up to like when I was 16. So it's like, imagine being singled out all the time for stuff that like you don't even know about so i took it i took my trauma and i showed them like okay if you think i'm this way if you think i'm rude if you think i'm mean okay i'll show you what rude and mean is (laughs) right so and i don't think it was the right thing to do like now as a 24 year old woman i don't think (laughs) diane at 16 12 years old was like okay but like even thinking about it now i'm like okay like um help like i i told god like i'm like i don't want to be that way to other people i don't want um to like push trauma that i had onto other kids if i ever like were to lead or like i never imagined i was gonna be a leader even i was like nah i'm gonna leave church like once i'm old i'm gonna leave church but no that's not what god wanted and like now i see kids and i'm like okay who can handle what and who cannot right like when i single out kids like to like make them pay attention sometimes i usually single out like the ones that are strong in character right, right, right. and afterwards i tend to talk to them i'm like i didn't do it because On like purpose. i i wanted to hurt you it was because i know that you can handle it right but with other people i'm like i won't yell at you because i'll talk to you in private right, right, right. because i don't want to hurt your feelings in front of others yeah. So I I'm always conscious about stuff like that. Like even though yeah, sometimes I come off a little mean, right. but like I always try to fix it afterwards. Yeah, and and I was gonna tell you just 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 so we can just so we can maybe like start like talking about that. We also the Bible says um, that iron sharpens iron. You know yeah. what I mean. So the best way to actually become better is through these little uh, I I can yeah. I think we can say like spats with with your fellow churchmen or churchwomen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like uh, I always thought for example um uh, I, look church has taught me so many things but I, th- I remember that one time when I understood what my dad was trying to teach me at home it was either going to happen at home or at church. <laughs> but I remember that my dad used to tell me don't play with older men. Don't play with older men cuz I was, what, 15, 16 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I'll never forget, I was playing with this hermano, and this hermano, I think I hit him a little bit way too hard. And he came and he pulled my hair and he said, stop being disrespectful. And the fact that he pulled my hair wasn't wasn't that big of a deal. He just pulled my hair. But the, um, the embarrassment that came to my life, I said, my dad told me this and I didn't learn. So mm-hmm. so uh, be- before we get into the whole, you know, the whole leader stuff, I, I just want to maybe, maybe just say that that these these clashes are sometimes are not that bad for you you know but uh, also we have to understand that we have to um how to say that uh uh how do you say when you come out out of something you have to um prevail you have to prevail these things right but raquel do you have something to say Uh, well i i I grew up here and like i haven't really like faced like like major like issues like this maybe because i'm like like, still super young um but i have like um like what we've we were talking about like sudando las calenturas ajenas. Yeah, worrying like, about other people's problems. Yeah, like um, okay, cause uh, cause well, obviously my parents are like much older than me, like that. Um, but um, I've seen like all the stuff that has happened to them, all the injustices that have happened to them, all the rude things other hermanos or hermanas have told my parents, and I'm like they're just like witnessing it, and like um, and then for me that comes the part where like okay, they, yeah, I'm not involved, and then I tell them like how do I like behave with these hermanos that did this to you or like how like what do i even do like because i don't want to like take on their problems because it's literally 
not my problem. So like, right. so like they always tell me like, well, you know, this is a problem between us adults, and you have like nothing to do with it. So you continue being generous, you continue being nice and kind, as if nothing happened because nothing did happen. With you. It was us grown-ups that need to fix our problems, and so I think that's also like a really big issue that like if something happens to your friend, like oh like go on and immediately take on their side because oh they're your bestie forever when it shouldn't be like that you have to discern yourself like okay i wasn't involved in this like i need to learn how to like just continue to be kind as jesus has sent us to be without like taking sides you know? and i love what you said that sometimes it's not even the the kid's fault like for example i'll never forget that um I used to hear people, I used to hear other kids, uh, I still hear other kids, like getting mad at, the, at adults because their parents had like a spat, but I'm like, bro, that had nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, why are you fighting? Let the big people worry about big problems. You worry about your problems with your friends. And mo- and I tell the parents the same thing when parents come and tell me, oh, Raquel got in a fight with, you know, another 16, 17 year old girl. I'm like, dude, leave them. At the end of the day, you know what they're going to do? They're going to be holding their hands after Santa Cena. They're going to love each other. They're going to say, I'm sorry. And they're going to continue. And you know who ends up looking dumb? The parents. And who ends up getting ma- worse, uh, even matter? The parents. Oh, I'm going to leave church because this little girl looked... Uh, no. It, the mm. trauma that we're talking about, the, the, the how can we say, the clashes, mm-hmm. the the contact that we have with people is to make us stronger, not weaker, but stronger. Go, you have something to say? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, especially about these things, you would think that like the, the church now, right? Because we are the church, would be like experts at handling conflict. Yes. Because guys, honestly, we've had the best example when Jesus came, there was so much conflict. Like, everybody was doing it wrong, right? And he came to establish how it should be done, right? And we see that he never did this with harsh words. Well, yes, after, uh, after, after a while. while. <laughs> after they were told a couple times, and he did say, like, no, this is the way it is. But uh, at first, he came with love. And I think the problem is, um, as a church... Uh, the people who have been hurt. And if you've ever been hurt, I plead you to listen uh, to this with circumcised ears. Um, If you've been hurt, the thing is not to leave and um, start gossiping and tell people church sucks uh, and God God is mean because he did not help me through this. But instead, start looking at what did Jesus do? What is, he leaves clear instructions. If we read Matthew 18, 15, it says, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. Boom. How did he start with peace? Just you and you and, and them, you know? And Jesus says, but if they, the offender, will not listen, take one or two others along so that the ev- sorry, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So it's like, okay, if they don't listen, okay, take a next step. But instead, what we do is we get mad and we start telling uh, your cousin, your grandma, your sister, your brother, and the people who love us will side with us, guys. Even when we are wrong, they will blindly follow whatever we say. So instead of poisoning other people, go to that person and say, hey, we shouldn't be acting like this because we are the body of Christ, guys. And I'm sorry, these are the end of times. And if you don't believe it, I ask God to reveal it to you. But these are the end of times and we have to start acting with love and kindness towards one another. By hurting Diane... Is that Diane? Uh, by hurting <laughs> Diane, I'm technically hurting myself because we are the same exact body. Yeah. It's like if you stabbed your foot just because you were mad that you were walking a little funny. No, right? You give your foot a little massage. You're kind of like, all right, come on, we got this. Mm-hmm. Walk a little bit. You go to physical therapy, whatever it is. The problem is that we're going about it all wrong. So if you've left church for these reasons, come back. There's ways to fix this. Um, I guess these like little like disputes are not the end of the world. 
Let us sharpen each other. That's literally what Danny was saying, right? Proverbs 27, 17. And, and I was, I was going to tell you that what, what you said, like, have you ever had, like, um, have you ever had your body not work in the same way that you wanted it to work? Like, you have it. Like, honestly, this happens to me a lot. Like, I have it in my head how I, what I want to do. But sometimes my body, due, due, due to my limitations or due to, for example, uh, I wish, uh, you know, uh, I wish I can grab the basketball and turn really fast. But my limitations of, number one, my weight. Number one, no, of course, number one. Right? But I, I don't mind. I'm just saying one. One limitation, my weight, uh, my age, um, whether I've practiced or not. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, all those things happen. But... When I want to do that movement and my knee doesn't want to do it. For example, you see what I'm saying? Like, like your knee says, no, nah, nah, <laughs> today, bro. nah, bro. We're not going to do that. You're not, you're not shocked to be doing this. I don't go home and cut off my knee. Yeah. What do I do? I stop. And this is what I'm saying. That, like, even our body acts as well. I stop and reassess. What did I do wrong? I don't go. It's my, it's my knee's fault. I even see you, like, when you even mess up, the order, like, you slap yourself. Right? <laughs> you know, you, you slap yourself, but you reassess. You don't you don't rip off your whole mouth and say oh I, I, you know I babbled <laughs> or oh, you rip off your own tongue but you reassess you come back and saying what's wrong with my mouth nothing it was just a, a brain fart okay let's continue you you had something to say I'm sorry you you, you rose your hand yeah I just um just to like add on to what uh, Deborah was saying um to like uh, fix your your problems uh, with each other uh, another like really great solution that we have from Moses is that. Um, when his own sister was talking down on him and his brother was giving ears to this as well, um, God came down and was like, um, you know, we're going to give uh, Miriam or Maria uh, leprosy and this is going to be her consequence for doing what she did. And Moses didn't, like, cast her out forever. Like, he didn't say, like, you're not going to be my sister anymore. Like, yeah. mm. like, I hate you. No, instead, he, with love asked the Lord and pleaded to him in Numbers 12, 13. It says, Then Moses cried to the Lord, Heal her now, O God. And he was asking for healing, not not soon, not like tomorrow. He asked it for now. He wanted his sister to um, heal herself, not only physically, but also spiritually, uh, because that's the way like I saw it. Like, like He also wanted her to be healed spiritually in her soul, in, place, in that specific place where um, all these different emotions... Um, whether good or bad can grow in if you let it grow and you don't rip it out as soon as you can. Yeah, I, I agree. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I, I love when you were saying this because I think Jesus on the cross too, right? The people who literally put them on, put him on there, he says forgive them for they don't know what they're mm -hmm. doing. Stephen, I think his name is Stephen, right? Yeah. yeah. Stephen in Espanol, but I don't know. In Stephen, English, Stephen? Stephen. Right, Stephen, same thing, right? Hopefully. And he was being, he was being yeah. stoned to death. In that moment, I would just be thinking, ouch. Or I can't believe these people, they're so unfair, right? But no, what was he thinking? Lord, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing because he had love that was not human love. His mind was no longer human mind. It was the mind of Christ. And when we start thinking like Christ, guys, nothing is the same. It's not like human understanding, like, oh, they did bad, we have to do bad. No, now when they do bad, we pay back with good, right? But this is this is not to say like, oh, eye we for should an eye do. Podcast. Yeah, this is not eye for an eye podcast, right? This is for Our people episode. who have had... Uh, trouble in the church but guys let's not forgive forget this mark eleven twenty five. and whenever you stand praying forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you for your trespasses that verse alone reminds me how unworthy i am of god's forgiveness and it makes it ridiculously easier to forgive those who have hurt me because 
I am a bad person and I, I recognize that I am. And my thoughts sometimes, I'm like, who are you and why do you think like this? And God still shows me love and God still shows me mercy and kindness. And who am I not to show it to my brother who what, hurt my feelings? And, and, and just with you saying that, I, I, I'm always I'm always like, well, because because I'm the leader of church, like I'm always in between these two problems. Like people come to me like, hey, Danny, you know, uh, Diane did this to me or not, not that you did, but just an example. Like and I'm stuck in between <laughs> and stuck in between two problems. Right. And the number one thing that I feel like the aggressor feels the aggressed, I guess. Is that he the didn't? Aggressive. Yeah, I get aggressive or the yeah. aggressed, right? Or the person that feels that there was something unjust or something mm -hmm. bad I've done is that they feel like they didn't do anything bad leading up to it. And then I started listening to both like both things, and mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wait, this was not just a one-sided deal. Yeah. And I always tell people that's why people goes, yeah, but she didn't. I'm like, wait. They could have said the same thing about you, but they didn't. So let's repay the same way. And the same thing, I, I, look, I, I don't want to go on to like super deep. I, I tell people, I'm like, dude, how many people do you think you've hurt? Yeah. Nobody? No. Treat them the same way they treated. I, forget, I, I always tell people, you don't know how many people you've stolen from unwantedly. You don't know how many people... And I know my boy Josue is waiting for. I, know, I got you. Just just give me two more seconds. And you don't know how many people you've done wrong to. And then when somebody does wrong to you, that you call it quits. You don't want to do it anymore. No, man. Give the same love and the same patience that once was given to you. So just keep that in mind. And I love what you said. Let let, let just. I just was gonna. Can I just say a burst to back up what you're yes. saying? Yes. Uh, Psalms. Sorry, Josue, I have no regrets. Psalms 139.23, Examine me, O God, and know my mind. Test me and know my thoughts. See whether I am on an evil path. Then lead me on the everlasting path because our hearts and our thoughts are not always right, guys. So what's what you were saying, right? Like we think we're in the right. We're 100% right, but not always, guys. God has to tell us. Right. Let's have him examine us. Sorry, Josue. Open up our minds. Go ahead, Josue. It's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not sorry. <laughs> All right. <Go>. <laughs> it's a little bit. Uh, okay, so anyway. So, and to give more, you know, credence and, sorry, more believability, evidence. more evidence. Thank you. In Romans 3, 3 to 5, sorry, Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 3 to 5, it says, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that mm -hmm. suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God lo God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So so first we, we understand that this process of, you know, clashing is inevitable. So why complain about something that you can't change? But we, what we can change is our reaction, well, our, our mm. attitude, and then our reaction to that clash. Amen. And the Bible also says, too, that when David defeated the giant, he used smooth stones. So that means we're also benefits to other people in their trials, in their giants, but how can we do that if we're not smooth? Right. We have to be worked in our character, like it says here. And also, since we are, you know, messed up and evil, we have to be perfected, refined, if refined, right? And, and you'll notice that every time we go through a trial and we sin and all that, we always have to be, we always have to reevaluate our, how, how do you say, not our boundaries, but like, we have a lot of exceptions to like, you know, we're supposed to, God is perfect in every way. We're not. Mm -hmm. But every time we get tried, we're always reevaluating and going back to God's original model. Like, for example, 
when we're not tried, we go, I'm only going to be nice to my friends or good to my friends because they're nice to me. But then you go through a trial and you go, you go through a trial and then you start thinking, maybe I should also be, you know, nice to the person who just took the tongue out on me right, or something. Right. And so that's why, that's why it's, and also it's a constant process. That way we adjust, we readjust, and then it becomes permanent. If you notice things that we do, like, that we don't even think about, like driving, for example, it's permanent because of constant practice and readjustment. And once we get that readjustment in practice, then you can say for real, we become what we practice. So in this case, it's being good. The only way we can be good is by practicing it. And it has to be so repetitive that we don't have to think about it. It just happens. It just happens. And you know what I, I, what I love about what you said right now is that is that we can all we can do the only way we can do this is through Christ. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like for example, I, I even put myself and my wretched self, like I'm a grudgeful person. I feel like everybody's very, very grudgeful, right? Like petty. Uh, well, yeah, and I'm <laughs> I'm petty too. And when I wanna be petty with somebody, mm -hmm. like God just fills me with this love, bro. And I'm just like, God, but why do you fill me with this love? And he was like, So you understand that it's not because of what they've done to you, but it's because of what I've done to you. And that's what you tell you. That's the when you say right that with the constant clashing, the constant smoothing of a rock. Like, how, do you guys know where the smoothest rocks are? At the bank of the river. At the bank means at the ends. At the end, because they've gone through from the top brrr, all the way down until yeah. the bottom. And guess how? And you know what? You know what's worth? I'm gonna just because I don't mm -hmm. want to speak. But the beautiful part is David. Is, is 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 a symbol not a symbol but it's a shadow of god and he chose five rocks meaning the five ministries and from the five ministries he chose what smooth ones he didn't choose rocky ones the ones that they were not going to work or they're not going to be you know aerodynamic and all those things apply here you know That's what i mean true. how fast they run uh how they you know i'm telling you guys and that made the giant die. That made that was the first reason why it knocked him out. I don't think he died because of the stone, but he definitely knocked him out. Yeah, knocked he him. knocked him out from that. So I just want to tell you guys, like, 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 oh, Danny, but because of my church trauma and everything, do you want to be somebody that God chooses? You must be smooth. You right. can't be. I always say this. You can't be a weenie. Right. You gotta be a soldier. <laughs> and and yeah. people don't like it when I say that, but I said this, this is the truth. Anywhere you go, you gotta be a soldier. But go ahead, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Like, sometimes we forget that we're dealing with other humans too because we think people higher than us in the church have like automatic superpowers that they have to be good. And like now seeing that in the positions that we are now, it's like, no, we're still human, we still make mistakes, like we're still gonna hurt someone with our words because that's our that's in our nature being messed up you know <laughs> but i also learned that you have to stick through it and i'm glad like by the grace of god i have the mom that i have because she told me that she's like you have to stick through it like there's nothing else you can do yeah. like i'm not like it's not about emotions at that point it's about spiritual growth and how far god wants to take you mm -hmm. this like Moses, like he's a perfect example of like, like trauma and like a bunch of things. Like he imagine a bunch of people spoke bad about him. He was trying to be the best leader he can. He was like, he God just put him there and he was like, okay, you're gonna do this for me. It's not like he had like a whole plan set out for him and been like, okay, like you're gonna do this. And I know this because I've been a leader before. It's like, no, like he had to do it because God, and God had his back all the time. And you could see that 
he did it with love. Like everything he did was with love. He like what Raquel said. Like he asked for forgiveness for his siblings, also for other people who would just talk crap about him. Yeah, like he he was like, no, God forgive them. And God was like, no, it's too much injustice for you. Your heart can't handle this. So I'm gonna do justice for you, so you can know I'm right. I have your back. Mm. And he's he did it with Cora Core. Yeah. Like he did that. He made the earth swallow. Him and yeah. like a few other like tribes because they're like, you know what? This is too much. You're talking way too much. Yeah. So it's gotten to a point yeah. that I don't like it anymore. Yeah. And it was God himself who did it. God mm-hmm. was like, yeah. And you know, before you go, you go, just, I just want to, I just want to see what you guys are saying because this is so nice. In First Corinthians one twenty eight, it says, God chooses what is low and despised in this world. Mm-hmm. Even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are not that are so that no human might boast in the presence of the god but i was telling i was thinking about this and i was like if you could just i, I want to make sure that we're in the same page if you're in church it's because somehow somewhere you're not wanted you're called stupid you're called unworthy you're not for example we even see just just with moses was he stu- did he study yes cuz he was part yeah, he of was he was part of, of he was smart and he was yet different. he tells god I cannot speak eloquently. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know, and he was a prince. So he must have been somebody pretty dumb, yeah. according to the Pharaoh. Yeah. Because why didn't Ramses, well, for example, one, he couldn't speak one. Second, why didn't God use Ramses? Ramses didn't kill anybody, yet he killed the other man and he hit him. Yeah. Like, he killed, he chose somebody that didn't know how to speak, Somebody that was a murderer, and he chose that person to set his people free. I'm telling you guys, the reason why we have these clashes is because we're all not perfect. Maybe you are not a murderer, Raquel, but there's something horrible about you. And maybe I'm not a murderer, but there maybe my, my attitude is horrendous. Maybe you're not a murderer, but something's wrong with you. And what do we have to do? With the clashings of the rocks is, yeah. okay, maybe I got to check, check this out. Hey, maybe you got to check that out. Hey, maybe you got to check this out and yeah. slowly smoothen it. Go ahead, please. Um, yeah, just to go a little bit, like, let's, like, reverse back. Just, to, just a little bit. Just, <laughs> just um, a tiny bit. <laughs> to what Josue was saying that I really, like, I was like, like yeah, like, yes, Josue, like, yes. Um, is that he said, like, you change your attitude. And I was like, yes, um, because that's also, like, like what, I, like what we were talking about that you said, you taught us that yesterday, that we have a choice. So you have a choice to like hold on to that grudge. You have a choice to change and be more merciful and be kind and be loving to others or to just be bitter and hold on to all the evil things that others have done to you and then taking it out on other innocent people that literally just did nothing wrong to you, but you just haven't let go of it that you're just... Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, also um, Galatians 5.17, um, it says, For the flesh has desires that are opposed to the spirit, and the spirit has desire, desires that are opposed to the flesh. For these are in opposition to each other, so that you cannot do what you want. And so we should strive to like have a change of heart, a positive change of heart, and fight against our flesh, even though we are constantly like fighting against it, but we should try to have God's help in our lives to help us prevail against what our flesh wants and and trying to take also like revenge on our own because the vengeance is not ours to take. Mm. It's God's and he's the one that's in control of everything if we let him be in. And and just, just with what you said, Raquel, I believe that honestly, I've never seen this from God, but um well I've felt I've seen it in my life now. Yeah. But when you 
just let God handle things. Mm-hmm. He brings the enemies to you, to your feet. Without even you, you know, like sometimes when, I don't want to open, I don't want to ministry myself here, but sometimes when people do bad stuff to me, I, I try to forgive as much as I possibly can, mm-hmm. but I tell God, God, this is my limit. Like, this is my limit. I can say, just don't put them in front of me. Because I tell them, you know, like some people, like you just don't yeah. want to ever want to see them again because they've hurt you so much. And then without me looking, I see what has happened to them. Well, how they are now. And I, dude, I, I promise you guys, I don't look for these people. I don't. And I'm just like, man, I feel bad for these people now. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel bad for these people because look where they are. And look at me, the person that didn't do anything good. The person that never learned anything good. The person that they said that had no future. And I'm here. And I'm here as the leader. The person that I shouldn't have been anybody. Mm-hmm. And yet, just the the I was able to go through this trauma. I was able to say... Whatever comes my way that is human-like, I'm going to push it away and I'm going to fix my eyes in Jesus. And that brought me, uh, uh, not to say that I'm I'm the example to follow, but I follow Jesus' example. I try my best too. And I think that's the best way to to, to see it. And not to to show you guys like, oh, look at me, Danny, but boast in the way that I suck as a human. But with Jesus, he makes me a much better human. And I think Giselle has something to say. Giselle, you're up now. I actually had a, a verse that I found um, to add on to Raquel's point. It says, beware that your sins don't overtake you and that the scars of your conscience don't become the ropes that tie you up. So, and that's in Proverbs 5, 22. I'm not sure if I said that. But what I find is so beautiful about that is that literally literally in the Bible, it's saying that if you don't, if you don't take control of that trauma, if you don't take control of the things that happen to you, that emotional turmoil, or those things that hurt you, then those those things end up being the things that keep you from moving on. And is is that really what you want? I mean, the people who who hurt you eventually they move on. Eventually they forget that they hurt you. But the person who remains hurt is you. You're the one who keeps internalizing it, keeps on reliving it. And um, Deborah has said this like a million times to me. But she she says like a. Uh, 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 Emotion only lasts for what is it? Ninety seconds. 90 seconds. Yeah, ninety. Ninety seconds. But we're the ones who keep bringing it up. We th- we're the ones that keep like refreshing and refreshing and refreshing and refreshing it. So if you keep putting that that emotion back up to the surface, what you do is you prolong your suffering because God only made you to to be to feel a certain way for a short mm-hmm. amount of time. But by you continually thinking about it or bringing it back up you make those feelings resurface and and that ends up tying you tying you down and keeping you from from completing that purpose that God has for you. And you, you know you know what I feel like like just Rogersell says that we continue going back to the trauma. It's like when you get cut like or something happens to you like for example um have you guys ever had like have you guys gotten hurt like um like like big hurt like Perfect. That's beautiful that's a beautiful example. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like you finally seeing a little bit of a, you know, getting better, and you grab a knife and you pick at it. Oh my God! How, how would you guys feel? You would be like, "What are you doing?" But since nobody can see that emotionally, you yourself, um, how do you say, accept it naturally. So emotionally, your heart is hurt, right? But God saved you. God moved it from you. Mm-hmm. But you go back and be like, remember what that person did? You grab a knife and you reopened it again. But since nobody can see you except God, you yourself accept it. 
Because, of course, you don't see God seeing you, right? But that's what we do. So leave those, how do I say that? How do I say uh, cicatrices? Scars alone. Yes. Leave those scars yeah. alone and leave them there and continue frontward. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. I, I think that I have so much to say because I'm still in, like, her point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been raising my hand quietly. <laughs> I was going to say that. Um, right now what you were saying, right? Like, I just feel like we do this thing where we reopen it, like, 18 years later because we don't feel it in the moment. And I think yeah. emotions were given to us by God. What they shouldn't do is control us. So if you feel hurt, okay, feel hurt. Cry. Tell God, this is how I feel. Help me. Because it's yeah. not wrong to feel, but feel and then yeah. go forward. Don't feel and, and and bask in this. Like Giselle was saying, right? I, I love that she was saying this whole thing is like, oh, you just, it's like bitterness only affects you. And I think Danny has said this before. I don't remember who said it. One of you guys has said it. It's like drinking poison and uh, expecting it to hurt the other person. Yeah. That's bitterness. It's it's ridiculous. We get bitter, and all the people who say we're not gonna come to church anymore. Okay, but here in church, we're all trying. We're all we're not like thinking. Oh my God, remember that person that left fifteen years ago? And actually, you know what? Maybe we should be. We should be thinking about that person who left fifteen years ago and thinking, how do we bring them back? Maybe we didn't love them strongly enough. And that's what I was gonna say. The Bible verse that I really love, First Peter four eighteen. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. So you guys want to be able to get over these things? Or you were the one that was hurt? Well, let me tell you how to fix it. Love. Mm -hmm. And if nobody else in the church showed you love, you be the one to show it. So the next person who was hurt, cover them with love. Show them God in a way that you were not shown, and boom, let it start with you. And then the next person that is hurt and come across them, they will know exactly what to do. Because what helped them? Or have you guys ever heard like an abuelita be like, oh, a mí nunca me funcionó el agua de Jamaica, pero tómatela. No, right? They're like, yo me enfermé hace... Oh, or I got... Sorry, guys, I wanted to talk Spanish. <laughs> they, they'll tell you something like, oh, I got sick 20 years ago, um, and I was dying, and I had uh, rose water, and the rose water healed me, right? And it's they give you things that have worked for them. That's mm -hmm. how we should be about God's love. I was bitter. I was lost and god's love came and it conquered all the sins all the hurt everything bad and he is the one who healed me and boom da -ba -da. <laughs> I wanna, yeah like what she <laughs> said when some certain traumas come back i feel like it's because god wants you to like he wants to show them to you because um i suppress a bunch of stuff i i gave them to god like like years ago but then like recently like probably like last year like uh <laughs> <laughs> two months ago no it's fine no like he brings them out he's like okay i think you're ready now like let me trigger it out like because there's some things that god is like okay you're ready for them you're ready to handle them, them and out. now give it to me so you won't have to deal with it anymore and like dude it took me a week i was like bawling my eyes out i was like why is this happening to me and like all you can do is pray like and you, you don't want to feel anger towards a person or towards someone that hurt you and you're like okay i don't want to feel this i'm like i'm not that little girl anymore like like take this away from me and i could see that now i'm like okay chill i could probably see the person on the street and i'll be like hey, fine yeah yeah and <laughs> Those are certain things that you have to deal with. <laughs> go, yeah, go, yeah. go down. 
I, I was just going to say that. I, I think it's really important that you're saying this because you were uh, holding the res resentment towards people, right? Like yeah. you had them at a high standard and yeah. they did something that brought them down and it kind of hurt you, but not against them. It hurt you against like the church, right? Like all oh, the church yeah. is full of all these fake people, right? Yeah. But the problem is where are our eyes placed? If they were placed yeah. on Jesus, whatever exactly. the people around us would do, it would be like, it's okay because they're just like me. Imperfect. Yes. We're all figuring it out. But if we could just... Just for five seconds, place on eyes on Jesus. Everybody else yeah. would just seem like, okay, we're all here just kind of giving it a go. You know? And and that's what I was going to read to you guys. Um, first, no, Hebrews 12, 1. We must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. We must focus on Jesus, the source and goal of our faith. When you have a goal, you're not looking at everything around you. Just Him. And He is the source of everything. He saw the joy ahead of him, so he endured, endured death on the cross and ignored the disgraces it brought him. Then he received the highest position in heaven next to the throne of God. So just, honestly, guys, just look at God. And uh, one of the questions I was here is, how can I soften my heart towards the church? Don't soften your hearts toward the church. Soften your heart towards Jesus. And because mm -hmm. he loves the church, who is his bride, you will have to love it. Yes. Because you will be the bride. You will be the body. I think Raquel wants to say something. Raquel, go ahead. Yeah, uh, just something that you said um just like we're also told to like not go to church because of like the people and stuff like that we should also not leave because of what people do to you and and like um think that the world is gonna fall apart right before your eyes um because just to back up with a, another verse that what you were saying um proverb proverbs 425 um 27 to 27 let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the path for to. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. Um, give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the left or the right. Keep your foot from evil. So this is literally just like confirming like what you're saying. Like we can't be looking at like oh my goodness, this person did this to me over here. Like or like um, this other person did this to me over here. Like no, we have to just keep going. We have to keep persevering because our goal is Jesus Christ, and we're all trying to reach that goal. I agree, and also I was I was gonna tell you guys that with all of this, it's beautiful, right? And mm -hmm. and honestly, we've almost reached forty minutes <laughs> speaking about this. Um, so uh, just I just wanna maybe I wanna like make like a segue into our next topic which i think would be nice and i think you know we all, there's also trauma that a, a few leaders have given us and everything so um guys if you guys are listening uh stay tuned because we're about to start episode or part two of church trauma so stay tuned see you guys next time god bless So I mean, instead of a new one, I'm just gonna go along with it. Yeah. Saying we didn't tell them about the other stuff that we had, for example. Yeah.